What's up, everybody? My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you are tuned in to Kinda Neat. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, as always. My voice is a little raspy right now. I can hear it. I'm sure maybe you could hear it. Maybe not. Because I spent the week in Las Vegas, and uh, I lost my voice at a title fight. I'll tell you about that in one second. But first, I want to remind you guys, if you are just tuning in for the first time to hear our interview or conversation with J.I.D., you can fast forward past this part. I'm going to bullshit for a few minutes. And when you hear a beat, that's when you can stop fast forwarding. Also, don't forget to go to patreon.com slash kind of neat, where if this is part of your weekly routine and you know about the beat and you still tune in to listen to me talk my shit anyways, then don't forget to just pledge a dollar per episode. It helps more than you could ever imagine uh, with paying the bills around here and keeping the lights on and keeping the podcast ad-free and and just keeping us inspired and motivated to do it. So patreon.com slash kind of neat where you can pledge a dollar or two or three or whatever per episode. Don't fuck around and pledge 10 bucks because that's not how it works. Or otherwise, you're going to be paying 40 bucks a month and that's silly and then I have to email you and it wastes my time. So just pledge a dollar a month. Thank you. So... I was in Vegas, and I'm not a big Vegas guy. I've never been a Vegas guy. I've probably only been five or six times my whole life and never on my own accord, like never on, never just for me to go there. It's always been for work issues or for tour issues or whatever. It's just not my cup of tea. I'm not a go-to-the-pool-and-party guy. I'm not a, I'm not like a fear-and-loathing drugs dude. I'm not a uh, go-to-the-club guy. And also, I just honestly, I just fucking hate spending money, hate spending money. And Vegas is like such a fucking money trap. It's insane. Everything there is just meant to steal your money. Like you walk into the lobby of your hotel, which happens to be a casino, and you realize that even though it's the middle of the day, it seems like it could be either two in the morning or two in the afternoon inside the lobby. And There are just so many distractions. There are no straight lines to anything. You have to walk in curves so that you keep looking at everything. There are no benches to sit down on. Like Everything is just meant to steal your money, and I don't really like that. But I was out there for a week with Dom uh, on a photo shoot. For a big brand, we're hyped that we we we're hyped that we got the opportunity to work with this brand, and so everything went really swell. And um, they f- balled us out, dude. We're in the win. Everybody had their own rooms. A huge crew. There was like a this is a huge crew of probably like between all the sets in this fucking convention center setup that we had. There were probably like a hundred people in the crew between production and photo crews and video crews and yada yada yada. And I think everybody there had their own room. And so we're at the win and man, it was just, it was dope. I tried this $20 trick. Have you ever, I I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this, but my friend Adam, shout out Adam uh, from Ham on Everything told me like, oh, when you go, you got to try this. There's actually a website called the $20 trick dedicated to this, where when you are checking in, they say, oh, let me see your ID and your credit card. And you just fold up a $20 bill in between them and like a, like sandwich it in between the card and the credit card. I probably sound like such a fucking old asshole saying this. And like so many people probably already know about this, but I'm only telling you because everyone I told thought I was crazy. You just fold up to 20. And then when she takes or he or she takes the card, you just say, oh, do you guys have any complimentary upgrades available? And they see the 20 and they go, let me check. Or they just give you the 20 back and say, oh, sorry, we don't have anything available. But the worst thing that can happen is that they give you the 20 back like, there's no chance of you getting in trouble or having that awkward of a moment. So who cares? It's worth a try. So I tried that. And the gal that was helping me check in was like, oh, let me check. And she starts typing away. And then she finds out that the room is fully paid for and that I don't even need to leave my card. And she uh, for like, uh, you know, the bar or, 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 you know, the snacks or whatever. And so perishables, I guess. And so she's like, oh, you know what? There aren't any upgrades available, but here's what I'll do. And she gives me the 20 back and she's like, I'll put you in the, on the highest floor available at close to the elevator. So I was on like the 25th floor, which is pretty tight. And I didn't have to walk down the elevator or walk down the hall because the the halls are very, very long. And then it turns out that she gave me like access to the spa too. So like a couple of days I got to go like work out in the morning and then go just fucking 
hobnob in the spa and just like get my sauna on, hop in the steam room, jacuzzi, deluge shower. That's like the illest back massage ever. And, um, you know, showered up in there, relaxing. It was, it was very, it was very nice. The wind is dope. I'll tell you, I took a survey today that said, would you visit again? And it turns out that I would, and I'm suggesting it to all you guys, if you can afford to stay in the wind, go stay there. That shit is the hot fire. So we're just busy working out there for the first four days and didn't have time to do shit. One night I was actually up to like three in the morning working, which is a real pain in the dick. But it was my birthday a couple of weeks ago, like you guys know. Thank you for the birthday wishes. I appreciate it. And so the homie bought um, tickets to this fight that I want to see because I don't really talk about it that frequently on here, but I'm a huge, huge boxing fan. I've talked about it a little bit, maybe like speak or something like that. But yeah, I love boxing and I try to keep up with as much as I can that goes on with boxing, mainly HBO fights, just because like that's all I pretty much have access to. But I also think that those are like the best fights going on anyways. So there's a fight I've been looking forward to for like damn near probably eight months almost. It's Terrence Crawford versus Victor Postal. And Terrence Crawford is on is like number six pound for pound fighter in the world. He might have moved up after this fight. Just an amazing, amazing fighter out of uh, Omaha, Nebraska. And then Victor Postal, he has the same trainer, Freddie Roach, as Manny Pacquiao, right? And Manny Pacquiao was, was like pretty retired. But now he's saying he wants to come back and fight the winner of this fight, who is Terrence Crawford, spoiler alerts. And so... Freddie Roach like swears by Victor Postal and says like, you know, this is going to be my next Manny. Like this guy's amazing. And for a welterweight, he is pretty amazing. He's five foot 11 and he only weighs uh, 500 or he only weighs 140 pounds, which is like insane to be that tall and that long and skinny. Like his reach is like three or four inches longer than most people that he fights. And he knocked out this dude, Lucas Matisse in his last fight. And it was a really good showing. And I was like, oh man, this is a fucking promising fighter. So I've been hyping it up forever. Like, oh man, I can't wait for this Victor Postal, Terrence Crawford fight. It's going to be dope. It's going to be a good fight, blah, 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 blah. Lo and behold, Don buys, buys us tickets on the floor um, to go see the fight. And some of his other friends from down south uh, in San Diego were meeting us at the fight as well. And, man, it was super cool. Never got to go. Never been to the MGM Grand before. And that's always kind of been like one of those bucket list things to see a fight there. And got to see Michael Buffer do the whole like, uh, you know, for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching at home. Let's get ready to rumble. Don't charge me for that, Michael Buffer. But to get to see that live, it was a real treat. And it's the cool thing about watching a Terrence Crawford fight live is that so many people from Omaha travel there um, to, or like travel and follow his fights. So it was almost like being in a hometown audience, even though we were in Las Vegas, there was like, we were sitting next to, we were sitting in a whole row of people from Omaha. So you can't help but like just get involved and just like cheer for the dude. And I was rooting for him anyways. And he won and he like dissected him and hopefully he moves up on the pound for pound list after that fight, because it was amazing. That was also my first fight I've ever been to live. Never gotten to see a fight before. A lot of fights that I've wanted to go to in LA, I've been working on those nights or something. And so I caught the bug instantly. And as soon as I got home, there's a Chocolatito fight going on <laughs> at the forum in September. And I bought tickets to that. And so, yeah, I'm going to try to catch more live fights because it was, it was really fucking dope to watch live. Now, the thing is... We were living in the lap of luxury for like the first four days that we were there. Like I said, at the wind, very, very beautiful place. Mind you, it was 115 one day we were there. It was like 108 the whole time that we were there. It was so insanely hot. And Vegas is crazy because it's so hot outside. You don't even want to be outside at all. So I was like inside the whole time in air conditioning. I think the longest I was ever outside was probably like three or four minutes the whole fucking week. So you you get kind of discombobulated while you're there because you don't get any fresh air. You're just in climate controlled indoors the whole time and shit. But the crazy thing is there was so much stuff going on there between the boxing match and then like the NBA. There was mad NBA dudes there because of uh the u.s olympic stuff going on so like dude one morning i went down to the gym and fucking carmelo anthony was working out there the next day i went down there deandre jordan was in there working out one morning i got breakfast and i was sitting a table over from fucking david robinson the admiral dude I, and then i seen david robinson like probably four more times while i was there at one point we caught dinner and we're sitting next to the nba rookie of the year carl anthony towns like 
it was just so crazy, like how many NBA players were just everywhere. Like I seen Clay Thompson just like playing blackjack and DeMarcus Cousins was like just running a craps table at one point. Like everywhere was NBA players. And it, it was crazy because they did a pretty good job of like keeping it low key. Like it wasn't there was like no media there hounding anybody and or like I don't know. It was just cool. Like everybody just acted normal. Uh Okay, so my point is I lived in a lap of luxury for like four days, but even though we had tickets and we had to stay two days longer because we had to stay an extra Friday and then Saturday night and flat on a Sunday, we didn't book like a place to stay. And at first it was like, oh, yeah, we'll stay at the friend's timeshare. Like they'll have enough space, but we'll probably have to sleep on the floor. And I'm kind of like, oh, come on, like it's not sleeping on the floor. So I was like, let me look for like an Airbnb. And so one day on on set, I started looking for an Airbnb, and I found one that looks like cool enough. It was like pretty affordable. Because here's the thing: is that the MGM, like to stay in the MGM Grand or to stay in the Win, once it switched from like Thursday to Friday, Saturday, like the weekend, it was eight hundred bucks a night for the most inexpensive rooms there. Eight hundred bucks a night for two nights. That's a little out of my budget. I mean, we out here living, balling, et cetera, et cetera. But not balling like that. <laughs> so I was like, all right, we got to find something more affordable. So we find this place where for two days, it's like 350 bucks all in, right? And it looks like decent. It's like it's on the strip. It's right next to MGM Grand. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's like a it's um, like a studio apartment with a pull-out bed and a couch. And I went, oh, that's cool. Like there's a couch to sleep on and a fucking pull-out bed to sleep on. Like let's do that. That seems show. This is, you know, compared to everything else, it seems nice and, and inexpensive. And we get there, and man, we went from like luxury to fuckery. Like we, the, the room was already paid for an Airbnb, and instantly the guy at the desk was like, "Oh yeah, you guys owe more money." And we're like, "Nah, we don't owe more money. Like this is crazy." Like we had to argue about that, and then it turns out it was like this timeshare place. So like instantly after you get your keys, like, "Oh here, come talk to the concierge. You guys have to like get these pamphlets and listen to this spiel." And like, "Nah, we're not listening to this shit." So they try to like talk you into the, you know, buying your fucking, buying a timeshare space or whatever. And so at one, <laughs> this is, sounds so snobby, but at, we had a bunch of luggage cause we had like mad camera bags and computers and shit. And, um, I go over to the bell, like the bell desk and I'm like, Hey, could we get one of these, um, luggage carts? You know, like you guys have an extra luggage cart, luggage cart thinking that they would just, you know, have a, a bell, a bell boy do it or somebody, or at least just have one to give to me. And and this fucking dude goes, oh, yeah, if you, like, go around that corner and then go downstairs, there should be one by the elevator, and you just bring it up the elevator, and then you can use it. And I know that sounds like not a lot of work, but having, like, just stepped out, uh, a set foot out of the wind where it was, like, you couldn't tell people to stop doing stuff for you. Like, everybody was doing everything for you there. It was, like, kind of crazy um, how attentive the staff is. And then going to that where they're like, yeah, go get your own. I was kind of like are you like, I wanted to be like, are you fucking kidding me? But I had to like remind myself that I'm merely uh, a normal human and that none of that was on my dime previously. So anyway, I was like, Oh, never mind." And so finally we see a bell guy and he comes over and helps us blah, blah, blah. Point is we get to the room and it is not the size of a studio apartment. It's like about half the size of a studio apartment. And there is not a pullout bed and a couch. It is a couch that is only the couch that is a pullout bed. And um, so there's just one queen size bed in this room and we're both staying in it. And, uh, you know, the, it's just tiny, like tiny, tiny, tiny and uncomfortable. And I ended up sleeping. Uh, I ended up setting up the couch cushions as like a floor on the bed or as a bed on the floor. And not because like any weirdness of sleeping in a bed, but just because fucking Dominic snores, dude. And he could be like, dude, you can sleep up here, man. It's not a big deal. I'm like, bruh, I don't have any problem sharing a fucking bed. It's just that like, I would rather be down here. So I don't have to hear you snoring in my fucking ear all night as we're forced to cuddle because of this small ass fucking room. You feel me? Um, and so anyway, it was just like, we were in Vegas for two days too long, but it, it ended on a bang, and I uh, got to see that fight, and that is the end of my week, and that explains why you are hearing uh, a week too late why I went on a two-week hiatus, because we actually had a, a I had an episode prepped already, the Rebecca Haithcote episode that we put out last week, but 
I w- I didn't have time to like post it while I was on the road. So during the summer when when shit gets busy and artists are touring and there's a bunch of festivals, it's kind of it gets kind of tough to find people that want to come on here, um, which explains why we usually go through lulls during the summer. So my apologies for that. Okay, so that is enough of me bullshitting. Uh, let's talk about the episode today. This is a dude named JID. He's or Jid could be either one from Atlanta. And I heard about him actually through a previous guest we had on the show, Clayton Blaha, uh, who had a great uh, podcast episode. He just hit me up randomly. Sometimes he just hits me up and asks me if I heard of people. And he hit me with this dude. And I listened and I went, oh, fuck, this is like really dope. Because JID is... I mean, he just can wrap his ass off. I think if you guys go watch the video, you'll see, like, the dude can just really bar out, but he also does it with a certain level, and I hate to sound so cliche, but he does it with a certain level of swagger that a lot of people who are generally, like, barred out don't have. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. So it's like he's got this kind of... um, suave bop to all to his whole sound but it's also like very heady and very rhyme heavy and like so many different styles but i mean you could pick up on all that in like only four bars of hearing him rap like it's just it's instant to hear like how good of a rapper he is he's really good um and so yeah he like so clayton was nice enough to like put me in touch with his management who then put me in touch with other people and and now they they've like just become that like I feel like they're dudes that are gonna help in the future with finding other guests and stuff like that. And I'm just uh I'm now not only a fan of JID, but I'm a fan of his whole the whole fam. Um he also is kind of uh clicked up with like Earth Gang who we talk about on here. And Earth Gang is somebody that I actually like on my little own personal Spotify list or Spotify playlist I had just like I have a bunch of Earth Gang songs on there without having really known like who they were or what they were about. So then to like randomly get put up on uh, one of their cohorts randomly like that was pretty cool. And hopefully we'll have them on in the future too. So this is like, I I feel like JID, Earth Gang, Childish Major, and some others like are in this little own subsect of like what's going on in Atlanta right now where it's like, it's real, it's like very heady and, and brainy and just like, but styly as fuck too and it's kind of like this weird i don't know man i don't know how to explain it it's just different and it's dope and i think you guys will like it and so without further ado here is my conversation with jid What's up, man? Welcome to Los Angeles. Yeah, man. Is this your first time out here? Uh, no, I've been here a few times. A few times? Yeah. How do you like it? I love it. You Still see yourself me. moving out here? Nay. I feel like a lot of people start popping in Atlanta and they move out here for a couple of years to like work out the, the business stuff. No? Nah, it's not my plan. It's not, no? in my, not in my cards. Hometown guy? Uh, I, I like, you know what I'm saying, different places and stuff like this, but this wouldn't be like the first place, but I love LA. Like, yeah. So I, yeah. Where where would you see yourself moving if you were to move someplace? I would go to New York. To New York? Yeah, more I would of go a New to New Yeah, and out of the country or something like that. Oh yeah, out of the yeah. country would be nice. Yeah, just try different stuff. Yeah, man. Man. Uh, so you're from Atlanta? Yeah, East right? Atlanta. Born and raised? Born and raised, East Atlanta. Born and raised. How's East Atlanta? Tell me about East uh, Atlanta. It's you know it's. It's East Atlanta. It's kind of tough. But all, all I know about it is what I hear in rap songs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just depends on what side. Like, you can be from East of Atlanta or, like, East Atlanta is, like, kind of, you know, inner city or whatever. Uh-huh. But it's it's tough. It, but if you come from a cool, like, upbringing and stuff like that, everything is, you know. Did you come from a cool upbringing? Uh, I had a big family. Yeah, I'm how the, big? I'm the youngest of seven. Wow, that is a big family. Yeah, we turned. Yeah. <laughs> No shit. Is that? Do you think that's where the entertainer side comes from, being the youngest and like trying to like fight for attention or what? It. I was so detached. Like my uh, my sister's how old is she? She's about six years older than me. So by the time I was like really, you know, what I'm saying high school functioning and all that, they were like really pretty much moving out, out and of handling th- their lives and stuff. Oh, so the closest sibling to you is six years older. Yeah, my sister. Oh, so you're like for all intents and purposes. I think psychologically, they say if your if your closest sibling is five years older than you, that I think I could be wrong that that you're like an only child. So you kind of <laughs> psychologically are almost yeah, like an only but child. At the same time, you know, like 
we had siblings move back in and you know what I'm saying right. I was never alone alone but at the same time it wasn't like we were the closest because I was just a baby you know right what's your oldest brother or sister uh 30 what uh, high 30s I don't even know yeah yeah real. so like way I don't know all the ages off the top of my head really? so don't <laughs> so, I'm like can you name all your brothers and sisters I, I can name them but I couldn't give you their ages <laughs> that's funny <laughs> um, so what happened were your parents like done having kids and then it was like oh here comes J.I.D. yeah it may have been really? yeah cause they was like they didn't even know I was I was coming right. it was like a surprise yeah but it worked out you feel me I'm here. yeah are, they, are all the siblings from the same two parents uh, it's a blended family. Blended family. Yeah. So who? Uh, Mom. Yeah. Married prior. Had a had you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Had, had, a, few had, a, had a few kids. Right. Pops had a kid. Then married my mom's. Right. And then we all like made that shit happen. Right. What yeah. do your folks do? Um, pops is real and he's like in the community work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like helping out like previous prisoners and stuff like that because he's like he was in jail and shit like that. Right. He, yeah. And my mom she works for Verizon since it was like Air Touch. Oh wow! So like, yeah, like old school OG, OG variety, yeah, OG like pages. Yeah. Like I had pages when I was young, not even working ones. Like I used to take the model shits and go to school with them. That's so funny. <laughs> Would they work? The model ones work? No, no, no. They were oh, just, just for, for flex. Show? Yeah, flex fun. <laughs> <laughs> flex fun. That's tight. Um, so when did your dad get into working with the community? Uh, it's pretty much it was all my life for yeah. real. Cause he was in he was in military and stuff like that. He was he was a tough guy. So, oh, what yeah. branch of the military? Uh, I, don't, I couldn't tell yeah, you. Yeah, my dad was military as well. That's how we end. I ended up in Alaska. Uh, did he move? Was he like moved around? Nah, but, by the time I came around, we out. were we were like in East Atlanta and we were just moving around. Yeah. there, but he was just getting jobs and stuff right. like that, and just working within the community and shit. Like okay, that. word. He Ooh. writes books and shit like that. He's like a real. Oh wow! Yeah, freelance. That's dope. So. um... What's the neighborhood like? What's the neighborhood that you grew up on, like your specific block? We moved yeah. so many times. Yeah. Um, we started, I remember when I was like a little baby, we stayed uh, Flat Shoals, Boulder Crest area. And then we probably moved like three, four times, three, four, five times because we just had such a big family. So they had to make different situations work. We stayed in apartments. Right. Eventually we moved to like closer on the east side to like closer to a little bit Stone Mountain uh-huh. but that was by the time I was like leaving high school or about to leave high school right and yeah so it was we moved we moved around a lot so I couldn't really say like one area but it was just all of East Atlanta until like deeper into the east to closer to Stone Mountain type stuff okay um, all, always like predominantly black neighborhoods and black schools oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah of course of course of course no they're like so it's, it's Atlanta you feel me it's, right it's, right it's a lot of black people well, there, so yeah, I didn't really no, totally. grow up around like white people like that you know what I'm saying right. or, or people of other, you know what I'm saying? Ethnicities. Culture, yeah, ethnicities and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Pretty much all black upbringing. Yeah. That's interesting. I even went to HBCU for a little bit. What's that? Um, what's it called? It's called Hampton. Oh, okay. Yeah, so so no white people. Not really. Yeah. Not now. Well, what do you think of, what do you great, think of white people. folks? They're amazing. <laughs> really? Oh, I think we're I think they're so so such pieces of shit. No. I'm <laughs> no, no, I I'm have nothing no, nothing bad to say. Yeah, that's that's cool. <laughs> um, so what were you into as a kid? Before uh, the rap came along, I was into sports and I was like real. I, w- I used to love books. I used to love to read and stuff like that. But Voracious I reader. was real into like real sports, like go outside. You know what I'm saying? Sc- scrape your knee, rub some dirt on it, keep going. Football, like, basketball, baseball. Yeah, which I one? played sports all of them up until like college. You know what I'm saying? I yeah, went, I, w- I had a little scholarship in college and stuff. That's oh, why what, I went. What'd you get a, co- a scholarship for? It? Football. Really? Yeah. What do you, what do you play? Uh, play cornerback. Like, Corner nickel, kick return, punt return, swag. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was cool, but I just got tired of tackling niggas and really? niggas just getting bigger, and I was just like, yeah, y'all got it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was about it though. And if you could check it, you know. Where'd you where Where'd you end up going to college at? Uh, Hampton. Oh, that's yeah, oh, that's, that's what that's I was talking HBCU. about. That's how I got there. Hampton, okay. HBCU. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um. So in high school, you're like a pretty like star athlete then. Yeah, I was lit in high school. Really? Yeah. All the you know all American all that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What What age did you start playing football? Five, four, five, five. Oh, that young? Yeah. Really? How's football in Atlanta? Is it important like yeah, it is in big, Texas like, or something? Yeah. If you, yeah, it's, yeah, it's Georgia football, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like real competitive. That's kind of what, you know what I'm saying, help, help me become who I am today. And like, just kind of stay on the path? Yeah, it's cool. Like Right. Yeah. So you say you're a voracious reader as a kid. What, what kind of books were you into? Whatever I could pick up. I used to like, uh, I used to read like the Hunger Games and shit like that. Oh, Hunger Games. Yeah, my pops made me fucking read the Bible. Like, yeah. me and all my brothers, we had to read the Bible, like, early and just report to him about it. So, by the time I was, like, feel like 
11, you know what I'm saying? I probably read the whole Bible. Some no shit like way. That. Yeah. So you guys are like a church family? Mm. Ish? It, yeah, ish. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But you didn't have to like go family. every we, Sunday or anything? We're religious, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Typical black family stuff. Yeah. Were yeah. you in choir or anything like that? Nah. 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 What's elementary school like? Are, like, do you stay out of trouble or did you like it? Did nah, you take to I it? I was real active. You yeah. know what I mean? But How I was so? smart about it. I probably was like a little, little shy, little shady guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I was good. Like, I was all, always got good grades and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Never got nothing. I used to get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? Fights and just little kid stuff, but yeah. nothing too serious. Right. Yeah. Were you a fighter? Yeah. Like, a lot of fights or what? You know. It's, I don't. I'm, that's <laughs> oh, why I'm asking. Yeah. I used to fight a little bit because I had big brothers and stuff, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But not through when I got like middle school and stuff like that. I'm talking about elementary little right. little kids little stuff. Kid but stuff. as I got older, like I had brothers and sisters sisters that went to like schools before me, uh-huh. like middle schools and high school. So I was kind of already known there. So it was it wasn't really crazy. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, popular kid. Yeah. 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 One of those type kids. That's good. What age did you start getting tattooed? You're already all drilled up. I got my first one. I was like 13. 13. Yeah. How? Some brother and sister type, like, hey, we're getting tatted. I'm just, like, trying to go with them or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, I got it. I first one on my stomach. Ooh. I hid it for, like, four years. <laughs> really? Yeah, they found it when I was going into, like, my senior year. They were, like, Your oh. mom and dad? Or yeah, what? but by then I had, I was blasted. I had, like, three or four more by then, like, on my back, just chest. Really? I used to walk around shirts for, like, years. What was your first one? Uh, on my stomach it says Root Boy. Okay. Yeah. What's, what's Root Boy? It's my last name. Oh, okay. Indian Boy. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, so how did, how the fuck do you hide that many tattoos from your folks? Shady, man. You're like uh, a never nude? Uh, I wasn't, yeah, I used to walk around the crib like that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I used to wear shirts. Right. That's all it really, I had to do because I wasn't getting my arms hit and stuff like that. Right. Not the neck type situation. I was just... You know what I'm saying? Right. Shirt so when you get to college, is that when you start going uh, where yeah, you can't, when, when where the t-shirt loose. doesn't matter? Well, after they found the first ones, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They just, they was like, all right, you already got it. You can't get it right. So mm-hmm. I just kept getting them. It was right. my senior year, so you know what it was. Right. You don't got a lot of space left, huh? Nah. I'm, I got to fix some stuff. I got some. Whole whole uh, torso done? Uh, Almost. Like, yeah. not the sides and stuff like that. Ooh, but, the sides are the worst. I have my I have my uh, sides drilled. Nah, that's gangster. They're terrible. <laughs> it hurts like a motherfucker. But I don't have my stomach done yet. That's what I'm going to work on next. I yeah, think. That, was, yeah. that was the first one. I was. You got chest and everything? Yeah, chest. And, and how about you your back? Nah, not really done, nah. Mm, yeah, I, I still got some room. You know some yeah, skin. Yeah, there you go. You got yeah. plenty of time. So, well, how long is it before you start rapping? Uh, i always been able to do it. I, you know, rapping with your homies and shit like that. Niggas like, oh, you nice. You always been nice, but... I never really cared, you know what I'm saying? Right. I, I recorded a few songs here and there, but I never really cared about it until, like, i say, like, 2012. Right. That's when I was like, I can really do this shit. Well, know? it's such a different—I mean, here's the thing is that the reason I ask you, it probably seems obvious that, like, rapping has just came natural and you've just always been doing it. But yeah. not only did I grow up in a crazy different place than you, but also in a different generation where, like, rap was still f- kind of new yeah. when I was—so it wasn't a thing where, like— um, like we, we listen to it, but nobody in my area raps. So like when you're like when you say always doing it, what is it like six years old? You have songs memorized or seven or like when when, when you in know a, what I mean? in a black family like yeah you're gonna hear like you know what I'm saying hip hop or you got older influences like my brother and sister like right. one of my brothers tried to rap and stuff like that. And I used to hear a lot of the music. How did he do? Play. Did he get anywhere? Nah, nah, yeah. But um, yeah, just hearing music around me and stuff like that and just trying to copy that and stuff like that. Right. All my life, always, like, knew the songs on the radio one right. time after hearing and stuff like that. Just real receptive and stuff like that. Was what kind of me. artist was it? Uh, like, Jeezy, maybe? 10-year mm, anniversary? Uh, nah. Uh, I, I didn't even... I used to listen to a lot of... A bunch of different things, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. my, my parents were big into music. My pops can sing a little bit, too. Like, he's just, like, a real... You know what I'm saying? Smart guy. But yeah. he used to play like Sly and the Family Stone Ooh. or like Stevie. They was big on Stevie Wonder yeah. and stuff. And then my brothers and sisters used to listen to like uh, Trick Daddy, like Outkast. Yeah, Like yeah. real Southern stuff. Uh, and then yeah, yeah. another one of my brothers was into like Nas and Jay and like, like Big and all that. East Coast stuff. Yeah, East Coast stuff. Yeah. And then my sister's like, she was in love with like the Neo Soul, the like 
Black Lauren Hill, Star, the Bla- Lauren, yeah, yeah, all of that type of stuff. So okay, I usually just you know what I'm saying. Oh, Ear so hustle. You, yeah, I was gonna yeah. say well because when I hear your music, it's there are it sounds like a wide influence. Like yeah. you have the Atlanta drawl and slang, but you like are super barred up too. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like you're doing the the halftime um, double time flow, and sometimes you're doing like a more traditional four four. Like you can rap in a lot of styles too. So it seems like you had a lot of influences. Yeah. So what was the what do you think was out of all those things you listed? What was the stuff you were most drawn to as a kid? Uh, I remember at one point in my life I was real stuck into like the Nas and J B. Yeah. And it was just like me and one of my other friends. That we used to always talk about it, but we were in the South. Yeah. So around that time, what I feel like was going on was what like snap music. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Snap, snap was going on. Right. But we were just like, yo, like, did you hear this? Shit? Like, right. You know what I'm saying? That Jay did that Nas, and we were just really into that. And I remember like, like I, I love that. You know what I'm saying? There's something potent about that type of hip hop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just the aggressive, the the uh, the the combative. You know what I'm saying? Hip hop. Yeah. And it kind of made me fall in love with them. And then alongside with like, you know what I'm saying? The Waynes and then yeah. like the Ti's and then all of that stuff. Just yeah. a clusterfuck. And then it, yeah. I mean that's that per- that was that amazing time too because when they were beefing that was when Wayne was also going through like yeah. his mixtape renaissance and oh like the droughts are coming out. Yeah, and those were those were hella impactful. Bro. It was like while those two were over there fighting, claiming to be the best rappers, yeah. not, Wayne was like kind of establishing himself He's as the building, best living yeah, rapper. He was putting his catalog together. Yeah, which so, was like untouchable. Right. Was, oh my god, I just heard some Wayne, Wayne shit the other day. Yeah, they can't say nothing wrong about Wayne to me, bro. You can't like you can't th- disrespect I, Wayne around my, I think like, not I, at all. I think I favored in one of your tweets that said that. Like, did you tweet not the other once, day? That's yeah. like you can't say a bad word. After I heard it, I was like, bro, don't talk bad about Wayne and me. Look, man, I'm gonna I, do you bad. Let me tell you, I, I came up in like a backpacker West Coast scene where people were like real hip hop, you know, quote unquote, as if yeah. there is a real hip hop that exists. But a lot of people from uh, that are my age, they like hate on Wayne because they're used to him from the like Hot Boy shit and like yeah. bling bling, et cetera, et cetera. But that stuff, which all, is amazing. Because because he did That's when he was 16. Era. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh... Yeah, it's hard I, to grow up in hip-hop. I swear I spent... He's one of the only ones that did it, if you think about it. Like, growing up and going, like, right. through each stage of hip-hop. Right. right. He's the only one that really, like, ah... Started as, like, feel. literally a child yeah. and grew up to be a 35-year-old man that can still rap. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's like, astounding. He's been doing it for 20 years. Um, but, yeah, I've spent way too much of my life like on Facebook defending Lil Wayne because so many people <laughs> you like, just can't argue anything on social media you just gotta let it rock and I feel know. how you feel I argue know. with your homies <laughs> I know <laughs> what really matters you feel me that's a good outlook because yeah. I still get in some like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, you if you're gonna debate you can't get it mad you feel me you yeah. just gotta let it be a debate stay level headed yeah 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 cause so, it could be fun and you need to learn from this absolutely yeah. I always make the mistake of getting into arguments online it's a bad <laughs> look um, were you team Jay or team Nas ooh see my um, manager Barry said he judges his friends by like who they choose Jay mm-hmm. or Nas mm-hmm. and Ether I chose Ether so I, I, it's not I love Jay yeah. I chose Ether though he yeah. knows I chose Ether oh, so, alright yeah that, I mean yeah that's the that's I the, chose Ether you feel me that's just my answer that's what people see. <laughs> see, my yeah, my answer is like nuanced because I'm like I, I do love both, and I do think Ether was the strongest track, but yeah. I but I also feel like I would career wise choose Jay. Jay no, of course, I'm see, not, yeah. yeah, that wasn't yeah. We just talking about right, that. just that, just that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But of course, Jay like yeah. Nas had a great career too. He's having a great career. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Police let him down. <laughs> But um, not yeah. Cold. Well, I mean, you know, you know that Ether is the best fucking diss song, just because like now it has become synonymous with like when someone gets just murdered on a track, you go, oh, yeah. they got ethered. You <laughs> That's know what, what I mean? I'm saying. Like yeah. he coined the term after that. Yeah, they like just they're like, oh, we need to use this as slang now. He got ethered. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I often, man. I often worry, like, with new artists, when I hear them and they put out an amazing project first, I'm like, fuck, I hope that they don't, like, Illmatic themselves. You know what I mean? Because I feel like Nas put out his best project when he was 18 and he spent his whole I'm career a big Nas trying fan, to bro. keep up with I'm that. I'm still bumping Life is Good. You, you still me? love it? Yeah. yeah. We just listened to Nas yesterday, so. Oh, all right. I, I feel you, but. Uh, Maybe I'm, I'm stepping on, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> on sensitive nah, ground. No, nah, I, I like that, though. Like, yeah. different, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because well, to me, Jay is like the opposite, where like he he got off to a rough start and then like uh, grew into this, this amazing artist. Yeah, it's kind of like amazing how you know what I'm saying. Everything he did came into formation. Right, uh, right. Well, 
Yeah, that was kind of sick, right? Formation. Uh, that's funny. Uh, I saw some. I I know that I should not discuss memes. That's like the most childish thing. But I saw some <laughs> meme where it was like, uh, fucking. It's like a discussion between Jay and Barack Obama, and like. <laughs> It was basically like, oh, don't worry about it. You'll get used to it. Like when after Michelle Obama gave her speech yesterday and everybody was like calling her God and everything, yeah. you know, like <laughs> they're like, don't worry. Like Jay's like, don't worry, Barack, you'll get used to it. That's stupid. <laughs> that's fire. Right? That's yeah, funny. that speech was good as hell. Good, dude. Amazing. That speech was so good. It was so amazing. Yeah. Well, tell me, uh, I, I like to talk about sensitive race issues. So, so, so I, I know that we don't know each other that well, but bear with me because I feel like there's a lot of like crazy shit going on in our country yeah. right now. And it happens. I mean, it's been happening yeah. obviously forever in the country, but I feel like it co- really comes into the media's light every 20 years or so. It feels like the whole world's going to explode again. And right now we're in the midst of that. So as a, as a black man growing up in Atlanta, like, what's it what's it like trying to or like knowing that you need to like avoid the police every day even if you're not doing anything uh this yeah this whole thing that's going on you know it's real shitty it is it, it feels like you powerless in a sense absolutely you know yeah. what i'm saying you real you angry but you cautious mm-hmm. so i don't know like me as a black man I hate it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, it, the whole situation, I, I hate even talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like, ah, like, I want to be able to do more. You know what I'm saying? Right. And some people feel like certain things are the answer, but I don't I don't know what the answers are. You and feel me? I don't think anybody I does. I don't know what the answers are. Right. It's just like, you, it's, dro- it's like drop jaw. You feel me? Like, you're yeah. just looking at the situation and praying to everything. You know what I'm saying? Did you, you ever have, did you ever have run-ins like that? Where yeah, like, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Like, even my brother, one of my brothers was in jail for like half my life. Really? Yeah, so most of my life, you feel me? Not even half it. <laughs> right. Yeah, so just stuff like that. We always, you know what I'm saying, with my father and family and stuff, having a big family. It's, it's always been little situations, but the stuff like police, like the even the I don't even want to say the name of the situation, but just you seeing getting shot, like, I hate social media for being able to see that. You know what I'm saying? I love social media, but at the same time, it's just give and take thing, because, like, being able to witness a murder, like, in your hand. It's so terrible. People, that's, what is it called? PTSD? People are suffering from that shit, and they don't even know it. I feel like, because when you see somebody die, like, I've seen somebody die in front of me, bro, and it still fucks me up. Seeing the shit on your phone, it's... It's kind of different, but it's kind of the same thing. Like, but it's like it's almost like uh, there's this disconnect with it because what, yeah. since it's on, since it's this it's like video, mo- it's a movie. You can, it's yeah, a movie, you can but watch at it. the same time, yeah. bro, like that's, it doesn't that's just feel taking as toll real. on your soul. Oh, bro. absolutely, yeah, because it, it does for me. Like Numb seeing to that it. shit, yeah, yeah, and all all of the names just become these like argument points rather yeah, than like human. Yeah, so I don't human. even like I, don't like I don't like bringing up the names. I just I'm yeah. here for like whoever need help, bro. Like if I can do anything, bro, like I'm getting my guns ready, baby. Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right before I fucking got here, I saw somebody tweet out uh, this fucking thing that Bill O'Reilly said. No, uh-huh. I can't even believe this motherfucker's still on a, a lot on TV. But you know how <laughs> Michelle said, "When they low, we go higher." When well, they yeah. go low, we go higher. Absolutely. That, I thought uh, that was one of the strongest statements. But the thing yeah. that was like the most controversial that she said was like, I wake up in a house built by slaves. Slave. Yeah, which yeah. is like absolute truth, right? Yeah. This fool, Bill O'Reilly, gets on TV today and says, well, you know, it is factual that they that the White House was partially built by slaves, but those slaves were well fed and taken care of. And that like as if he was trying to justify it somehow or like. We don't, we don't, we don't talk. We don't How talk crazy that. is yeah. it? Okay. He, yeah, he's, yeah, he got, he got it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not Yeah, but I understand. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything is right in front of everybody's face. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You just got to really, like, look at it and yeah. just figure out how you're going to maneuver around it because I'm personally, going through it right now. I'm hoping that the internet, like, kind of at least informs people because uh-huh. even if people aren't... Yeah, yeah, 100%. Y- yeah. Ye said it. Ye said the internet is our flying cars. Like, people thought, like, you know what I'm saying, by 2016, oh, we'll have, like, flying cars, flying cars hovering, whatever, but this, like, the internet, you can be wherever you want. Right. Like, right there. I can be anywhere. Just right. Just in the click of my palm. You know what I'm saying? People have so much more access to information that they never had before. Yeah, that's you know? amazing. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm, yeah, I Those know. are the, you know what I'm saying, the pros of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, yeah, sorry. I, went, I got dark there. Yeah, no, it's all good, bro. <laughs> we need to get dark sometimes, bro. <laughs> it's real, hard, it's hard to talk about. Um, 
so you said uh, at first you just be rapping at school and stuff. Jibby rap, yeah. Yeah, and so then when did it turn into like, wait, I'm like better at this than most people? Uh, when did you start to realize that? I started writing more. Yeah. And not even just like raps. I always like I think a lot, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I and I want to talk a lot, but. I used to just start writing stuff on paper, and I used to like be adamant like, with my teachers, my English teachers, like, "Yo, like, what if I thought I wrote it this way?" Or you know what I'm saying? Try to manipulate things to express myself more. But then I just started locking in. I was just like, you know what I'm saying? I could really do this. Like, I I, I got an ear for it. You know what I'm saying? I have family that do music. Like, I just kind of saw it, mm-hmm. and it kind of took fruition mm-hmm. when I start like asserting my energy towards that. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When was that around, you think? Yeah, 2012. You feel me? I got kicked out of school. Why'd you get kicked out of school? Just, just I was wilding, just doing fun stuff. I was a rock star in college, so I was just doing crazy stuff. Mm. And whatever, whatever, got in some trouble with the law, kicked out of school, came back home. I was uh, working with, if you ever heard of um, Earth Gang. I have heard of yeah. Earth Gang. We formed like, uh, co- like a collective called Spillage Village okay. around that same time when we was in college. Cause they were already on there like rapping ground. They knew they were gonna do it. Yeah, I was playing football. You feel me? I actually and, randomly found Earth Gang through uh, Spotify. Yeah, it, like was a Spotify suggestion to me, and I was like, "Oh, this shit is so dope." Yeah, they're sick. Yeah. Um. How, so how'd you meet them in uh, college? College. Yeah. So they were. It was a studio. It was a studio in one of the dorms or whatever. They were. You know, I used to go in there and play around and stuff, but they were really like on their rap ground, and I was just playing football. Uh-huh. And coming to the studio like at their games or something, and just right. step in and drop a verse here and there. But I just kind of locked in after the football thing was done, and then we came back. They went back to Atlanta first, then I came back, and we just started grinding, like working on our own separate paths. You know, mm-hmm. so they did their thing, I did mine, but we had the collective with mm-hmm. like Jordan Bryant, and Hollywood JB, just a couple other people. Um, and it's just been working out. Now we're here. Like, do you, uh, I could. This could be just me confusing things in my head. But do you guys also work a lot with Childish Major? Yeah, yeah. Of course. Okay, he's, cool. Yeah, he's definitely affiliated. Childish yeah. Major is amazing. Yeah, um, he's dope too. Yeah, very. Yeah, you guys have a cool little scene going on. So how does your how does what you guys have going on relate to the bigger picture of what's going on in Atlanta right now? Uh, does that even make it's sense? It's hard. You know, I feel what you're saying because Atlanta like has a lot of stuff going. All eyes are in Atlanta, in a sense. Absolutely, that's but, that's the hub of of hip hop I, I, right now. I feel like I feel I feel like nobody like really pays attention to me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel I feel like people see, but they not believing what you know. what I'm saying what they're seeing. It's so, so new it's just, right now. Yeah, it's, it's it's real new, and I just really you know what I'm saying to get my feet set. So it's it's so. New but it's going to be a part of the grand scheme. I feel like where yeah. hip hop is going and where Atlanta has been, and it's just showing a different side of Atlanta. Right. Yeah. I mean, dude, just as I mean, just as like uh, someone that's older than you, I would say just be patient because like you yeah, got, you already got it, you've got it, and it's happening. But when you're when it's happening, you might not realize it while you're in it. You know what I yeah. mean? But from the outside, people can see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's uh, good to know, bro. So people are noticing, I think, and and the way that I learned about you, I feel like the right people are noticing. Uh, so you got nothing to worry about. Um, but. Um, yeah, like you said, uh, all eyes are on Atlanta. Atlanta is like, it, I mean, rap music obviously in and of itself has grown to have so many subgenres. But mm-hmm. now you can't even be like, you know, it used to be. Oh, you could say New York rap, L.A. rap, yeah. Atlanta rap. Now it's like Atlanta rap has its own subgenres. You know what I mean? Because you've got like, you got your the giants like Future out there. Then you've yeah. got like the kind of weird underground shit like Yachty coming out. Um, yeah. You know the awful collective. So like. Do you run into uh, like I always wonder about like the 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 melting pot of or the, uh-huh. the or like how it bubbles in Atlanta? Do like all those scenes kind of like see each other yeah. out and about? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, it was a time period where, like we all did shows and stuff together. Yeah. Everybody coming up and everybody came up at like different times, uh-huh. but everyone's like dope in their own sense. So hot, you know what I'm saying? What people believe in, right? But yeah, I like the scene. Like Atlanta is progressive as far as fuck yeah, yeah. Like it's as far as the music, you know what I'm saying, and what's coming and what people like. Yeah. It's literally coming. It's coming from Atlanta. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think everyone. I mean, it's very clear that like everyone's inspired by Atlanta right yeah. now because. But it's cool. I, yeah. I like it. I see all these people. Like I, I fuck with awful. I fuck with you know. what I'm saying. I think the Yachty's cool. I think like Twenty One Savage dope as fuck. I yeah, like all. Savage. I like all these type of people. You know what I'm saying. I like yeah. music. So yeah. I really want to say any any of it sucks. You know what yeah. I'm saying. I was just. It's, it's not for me if I don't like it, but it's, right. it's for somebody, and it's working. It's from my city, so it's all just bringing us to the f- forefront. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so 
what, what what would you even categorize your style of rap as? I feel like it's so it's kind of heady. You know what I mean? Like it's very thought provoking. Yeah, uh, I never really thought about like big words. Cate- and shit. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I never really thought about like category. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's different stuff that I like to make. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That pe- people probably haven't heard yet. And I never really thought to categorize it because I just do a lot of different stuff. You know what I'm saying? And I really and rap is my thing. Like yeah. I know how to get my point across if I want to say something through uh-huh. that. You know what I'm saying? Through that funnel or whatever. But, yeah, I, I couldn't really label it, bro. Do do you feel like you're still finding your I'm voice? St- um, yeah. I've, I kind of, I, I feel like I'm there. I'm like you're- there where I know where, how I want to project something. Uh-huh. But, you know, it's still more, it's levels to it. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm, I feel like I'm in a good level, a good place right now. I agree. So, when you meet Earth Gang and start going to the dorm room afterwards, like how far along were they? Were they did did they already have a little buzz around campus yeah. and stuff? Yeah, they were like the uh, the weird earthy guys, and you know what I'm saying. People how long did it? No, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. People people fuck with Earth Gang. Like yeah. they knew who they were, and it was it was cool. It was working out. How long did it take? Like, did you when you guys met? Did, were you like, oh yeah, I, I rap too, and they're like, oh, we met through uh we was in the dorm yeah. where we were recording that and i had a verse on the song already and it was this dude named pat mm-hmm. and as soon as i came in the room i feel like johnny venus had already laid his verse and doc was recording like on the spot right there uh-huh. i didn't even know it so they was it was a little back and forth like hey these dudes from atlanta like they're dope and then it was like oh gee like he's dope as hell too so it was a little talk before uh-huh. but i came in the room and they were arguing you know, and i was like oh shit they're actually really dope yeah and it was just really from then on we just so, so did you hop on that track that night no i laid the verse oh, 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 and then oh, they, they, when they I were came doing in the afterwards room, yeah oh, okay so you yeah. were already oh so then they were like oh this is you yeah so you didn't there was no like proving grounds where nah, it was it, like we really didn't have to do that it was just kind of instantly and then we just up. kept doing records together and stuff and we was like oh all right yeah like yeah. this is a consistent thing like right niggas is really nice so when you move back to atlanta do you guys end up there at the same time approximately we uh no. no, they were there already. They yeah. had finished up school. Uh-huh. I was coming back from Virginia a little late, like uh-huh. finishing up some shit. Uh-huh. And they were just, you know what I'm saying, doing shows or whatever. I would come perform like a song on one of their shows. Yeah. And that kind of led to me like getting my own shows. And then it was going like back and forth. Where are the shows in Atlanta? Like what what are the shows <clears throat> like? Uh, The shows are really underground. Yeah. You might have a crowd if it's, you know what I'm saying, somebody... They really fuck with on the ticket, yeah. but Atlanta crowds are spoiled because it's Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's like, oh, you, uh, you, you trapping? You, you talking? Like, what? You, it, it depends on what you're talking about. But me, we were coming with like, hey, really spitting. So I really wasn't tripping on niggas like going crazy in the crowd and all that. I was like, I'm gonna get these. I'm getting my rocks off right quick. And right. Then niggas started like really paying attention. Like, oh, I fuck with this. This is like something different, and it's kind, of, it's, it's us. Right. Yeah. I was gonna say, like, here when you hear a rapper like you, if if you've never heard the tracks mm. uh, in your headphones before, and you and, and then you catch you live, it's almost more of a compliment if people are kind of like standing still and listening. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Your, like your music is not something where you're gonna turn up to it the first time that you hear yeah. it, but then when you but now know they, it, yeah, yeah when you know crazy. it and you <laughs> come in to see it, then they will know. Yeah. But uh, that's interesting because I, I always wondered about that because. Um, you know, out here in the rap scene 10 years ago, it was like every we were playing shows every fucking weekend. And yes, yeah, sometimes they would be empty and sometimes they would be cracking as fuck. But it's like a totally kind of like different style of, of music and, and and style of fan, to be honest. So, yeah. now, so I was always wondering, like, when you start off in the underground in Atlanta, particularly now that social media is so popular, if shows are necessary or if people can just bypass that. You know what I mean? Nah, um, yeah. you move around pretty good. Like, yeah. we moved around pretty good in the city. Yeah. And it wasn't really, like, social media-based. It was really, like, oh, they know, like, our faces. They know, you know what I'm saying, the names and stuff like that. Beat to the ground. Yeah, fucking, 100%. Yeah. That's dope, man. And the shows go crazy. Like, we really, you know what I'm saying, I enjoy performing. And yeah. Earth does too, but, you know what I'm saying, we just really put... For real, like effort into that shit. Yeah, how long did it take before you felt comfortable on stage? Mm, probably like a good three, four shows. Yeah, I just learned. I just start rapping over my vocals. So, oh, you just rap. <laughs> uh, you just rap over the beat now. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's tight. Yeah, or no, the hook. Maybe, or the or hook. Whatever, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Just I just start doing that and just been able to project a little bit better and just studying other people that did that shit just you know, better or whatever. Right. Yeah. How often are you playing shows now? Uh, really often I get booked uh, yeah, I Like get booked. every weekend? Not every weekend yeah. But maybe every other Or something like that Yeah right 
That's dope, man. Uh, is is that your? What's your favorite part about it? Of rapping? Is uh, it shows? Yeah. yeah. The the people. You know what I'm saying? Seeing the people and getting their reactions and then like, even if they notice it, then it's like, oh, like now we even more in tune. So mm-hmm. yeah, the shows is just like really my thing. I love performing tours and shit. Um. So what? Are you still recording with Earth Gang mainly in the same studio? Is that where, is that like our, our schedules are different? You should, now. Okay, so yeah. you know, what I'm saying I work on my stuff and they handle it. So when you guys got back though, you were working together pretty closely. Yeah, with, and was, was, yeah. Was it one of those things where like since all of you knew like okay this is it mm-hmm. like was it like just crazy hustle mode like 24 hours a day fucking working yeah, on well, stuff? Yeah, when we can get it when we can because yeah. we didn't like you know what I'm saying we didn't have no money right. niggas was broke as fuck so right. we was paying for we was doing little odd jobs you know what I'm saying working here and there just to pay for studio time to right. drop projects or try to drop some type of content and like right. do a studio and do it the right way so it was like it took time you feel me cause it was the money like niggas was deprived for whatever like, right. didn't have no bread so you were paying for studio time rather than just like uh, doing it in a basement or something yeah we eventually you know what I'm saying moved forward to get our own shit mm-hmm. but it was just like a good couple years when niggas was just like getting how we live. What kind of what kind of odd jobs did you have? Any shitty jobs? Uh, no. Dominoes. Oh, I, really? I was a piece of delivery man. How was that? I was shady. Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I was just playing. <laughs> nah, it's it was fine. crazy. Um, I was just working, bro. I was working on the west side of Atlanta. You and I'm any... from the east, so I ain't to see anybody that I knew. Uh... So I'm just dropping off pizza, doing my job, and I quit after like three months. How would you see any crazy shit delivering pizzas? Oh my gosh! Um, yes, because I was only delivering in the hood, so yeah. anything like that you can see. But I was delivering in some good areas too. Like West Side of Atlanta is kind of crazy because you can see like a big ass fucking mansion right here, yeah. and then across the street you would be like in the hood. You feel right, me? right. But yeah, I seen some. Oh, I seen somebody get wasted. Like it was a big fight. Not no. wasted as in dead, yeah, but I yeah. seen. I mean, like punched through his soul <laughs> type situation. I got out of there. I dropped a piece and kept it moving. You feel me? <laughs> let me get my uh, let me get my little tip, Cuddy. And I was oh out. <laughs> shit! Is that what, were there neighborhoods where you're like having to look over your shoulder, like, oh yeah. fuck, someone gonna steal this pizza? Yeah, because oh. I don't know, like people trying to rob pizza man. Yeah, <laughs> it was a couple guys that got robbed. Like yeah. you just sad over there, bro, because you lost your little forty dollar bank that they gave. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> um, so that lasts only three months, and so yeah. like, but that was paying the studio bills. Yeah, and, and then that got. Niggas to get like We got mics and shit Or yeah. whatever little situation We got some stuff To record on And then it was just like Every day Yeah 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 How long was it Until you meet like uh, Managers And stuff like that Uh but I say about Two years into it Yeah After like Before we got to our Like equipment and stuff Met some guys that You know Some great guys Right So so tell me Because the reason I ask Is that I think A lot of um, Our our listeners Are like Aspiring Whatever Uh Aspiring musicians Or producers Or rappers Or whatever Uh So like What was your What was your grind like Like what was your How how did you figure out Your hustle When it came to the music Uh, I just was real Like I I watched things a lot of a lot. You know what I'm saying? I've seen people you watch? do stuff before me. Even with like uh you know what I'm saying Let me think. I used to watch um I don't know if you heard him, Young Capone, Ra Ra. Uh-huh. Yeah, my uh, brother was like, we were real close with him. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. We were from the same area and stuff. We played like same football park and stuff. I just watched, he made, you remember, I'm hot and I'm bad. You don't like you kiss my ass. Like, he was on earlier, you know what I'm saying, in his life. And then it was a little downtime or whatever. I seen how he made his moves and stuff. And then closer, like, I watched how Earth Gang move. They did certain things. I watched people in the city because that was really like, I can get a real, like, I know you. Like, I can speak to you about what you're going through. Because it was people that was doing it before me. I kind of started, like, a little late. So when I came to the city, I was just going off of, oh, all right, cool. Like, I can spit. You know what I'm saying? I got this song right here. I met you at this show last week. I'm performing here. And all of that stuff just helped me. Like, the shows, week after week, and me having, like, a consistent, I stay, like, with my notepads and writing pen and pad. Like, that's my thing. Even today, like, I write something every single second that I think of something the slightly is, like, remotely close to being cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good trait to like uh, obsessively record your thoughts down. I feel yeah. like that leads to a, a prolific amount of music. Are you recording a, a, a lot lately? Yeah, um, I'm. I just finishing up this project or whatever EP. Yeah, and I, I stay recording like as much as I can. Yeah, if I'm not doing any other thing that's adding to the art. Right. When I hear your raps, though, I f- 
I, I feel like you're very careful about wordplay. Like you're very like, okay, so here's when I write lyrics, I'm super OCD about it. Mm -hmm. Like everything needs to be in the exact right place. And sometimes I'll think about one singular syllable mm -hmm. for a fucking day before I get it right. Like, are you that way? Yeah, I'm anal. Yeah. <clears throat> With my words. I'm right. very, very picky. So you're not somebody that just goes, I, I mean, I can tell this, that you're not someone that just goes in a booth and like fucking freestyles and then cleans it up. Like you no, are. No, I've done that before, but that's, yeah. it just wasn't getting across like everything. I got to want to say everything. You know? Right, right. Um, so do you go through these phases where sometimes a song will pour itself out in like an hour and then other times it takes you like a month? <laughs> uh, as of lately, when I I feel like I've I started so late, and I feel like I always wanted to do this. That when I want to do it, it's, it gets done. Yeah. And sometimes, yes, it take hours. Some days it take take a couple of days. But I never dealt with like you a know, month of downtime like right. that. That would hurt. Right. Or like I I don't even mean like a month of downtime. I, I was always the type of person where I would work on. Uh, I would be working on like three or four songs at a time. Yeah. And one might take all my attention, but in the back of my head, I'm working on all this right, other no, one. I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's how it happens. Yeah. So, like, even though I might start it on this day, I don't actually spend a full month on it. It's just like I, I revisit yeah, it. Yeah, I every, got back to it. Yeah, right. And exactly. then you're going to have a different ear about it. So, right, right. Um, was there one song in particular that started like, uh, popping for you that got your name out a little more than other ones uh <clears throat> it started i dropped a song well i dropped a project like february 15 uh -huh. and that got like ears Super, running and stuff yeah. it, it wasn't like a real one song right like people like that project or whatever yeah. and then i can say the song that has been catching is never uh -huh. and underwear it was a song that that, oh, yeah, that, that like went underwear. crazy too that yeah. song's tight I like the cover art too. Right? It's funny. <laughs> Real simple. Yeah, that's dope. Um, <clears throat> have you ever? Ha, do you have any like uh, idols in Atlanta that you've met that that you were like surprised to have met yet? Uh, I wouldn't say idols. I wouldn't use that word. Yeah, right. But just people that you know, what I'm saying, are, like real impactful. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, I never met Tip though. I feel like I've been around, but I never like literally met Tip. But that's somebody. That that's I one of them. Uh, Never made cast either. Huh. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> I see. Yeah, Dre take pictures of people all the time. I need to see them. Um, who else? And CeeLo, just people like that, like the pioneers, like yeah. people you know, like I feel like I haven't met any of those people. Right. I met Nas though. Did you? I met Nas. Where'd you meet Nas at? We was in we was in LA. Really? And we walked up to walked up to him. It was me and Earth Gang. I was like, bro, that's Nas. Like, nigga, that's not Nas. Nigga, um, Doc was like, nigga, that's not Nas. Like, bro, that's Nas. He went to the bathroom, came out. So Venus like, nigga, that's Nas. Walked up on him. I followed up, nigga, that's Nas. So he's like, bro, can, can we take a picture? I was like, yeah. Then he hey, that was a good it. yeah, though. You sounded just like Nas yeah, right there. Like, bro, he was so cool. Nas ain't give a fuck, bro. I wrote Ether, bro. <laughs> I don't care about y'all. Right. He was talking about, they was talking about how they uh, went on tour with one of his artists or some shit. Uh -huh. Bro, was just so like, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, we took the picture, you know what I'm saying? He did a little peace sign. He dropped it below his, like, near his hip and shit. Yeah. It was like a weird-ass little peace uh -huh. sign if you look at the picture. But right. that shit was epic, bro. I, I was happy dope. as fuck about that. Where was that at? I mean, um, in that, but other than in L.A.? In L.A., it's some little place. It was yeah, it was a lot of people there, like Michael B. Jordan, Michael Bitches. Oh, shit. Michael Bitches was there. <laughs> My name. Um, I love how, it, I love, like, how uh, influenced you are by the Dungeon Fam. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I often wonder if, like, the new, the younger generation is, like, getting influenced by that uh, part of Atlanta's history. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, like, I, I'm so, I'm, I'm in tune, like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like I grew up in a time, like, like, in the 90s, like, right where, right before the internet was, like, really made. So, I'm, like, one of the few... You know what I'm saying? Right. People that was like there for right before. Right. And then when it's crazy as hell right now. So mm. it's like a different perspective. Yeah. Uh, and I I just like, oh shit, like the original shit, the, the shit that people felt, you know what I'm saying? Right. Before it was just like trendy and everybody likes it because they saw something, you know what I'm saying? Right, totally. Online. Right. Did you watch that Dungeon Fam uh, documentary? Yeah, it was sick. So good. Yeah. Yeah. The, I always love like rap origin stories you know yeah. what i mean like just hearing about like oh yeah we were just at the studio came all the time sitting on dirt stairs like <laughs> yeah, sleeping yeah. on the ground like we just knew it was gonna happen like yeah that's so i feel like tight. everyone has to go through that shit like, yeah to some extent you absolutely I mean? you gotta take that uh that humble 
Right, it's like the boot camp that you go through yeah. at the beginning, you know yeah. what I mean? Unless like you when... just got a stupid bag, or you just like somebody's son. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. I bet you there's like a lot of that in Atlanta now, because rap has been in that city for so long that there's probably kids that get buzzed that, that like just are, were born into the music industry. Yeah, it's not wrong with that, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Not... You can't even blame them for being born into a right. family, like, because if it was you, if it was oh, me, I'm lit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, no, so exactly. Not, no hatred at all. I, I just, I find find that so interesting as like um it's just something that i've recently started to notice yeah. as i get older is that like just like if you have a plumber for a father you might end up becoming a plumber because you hey. know that like you if <laughs> I you might got, be good at this you know what i mean if you got a father in the rap game you you might be bound to be a, a be a rapper because that's yeah. all you've grown up around yeah. you know what i mean uh that's yeah i don't know <laughs> so out here uh on doing business and yeah. stuff you have an ep coming out yeah when when are you guys shooting to put that out uh around the fall yeah yeah we're trying to get everything solidified right now so we can give people today but just around the fall you got cover art and stuff yeah working on all of that all right that. now it's all being processed will it be free uh, uh working on all of that you figuring it all out <laughs> yeah yeah right not now, really like too today much. that's why i'm here in la yeah who's um if you had a dream collab who would that be I would say Little Dragon or like James Blake or somebody. Oh, James Blake. Yeah. That's a good choice. I love James Blake. You would sound great over his production. (sighs) Oh, my God. Those kind of like flat synth keys. He's so, bro, James Blake is like white Marvin Gaye. I think he's like Aaron Neville. Whoo. Right? Yeah, that was big. Hey, think about it. Like his voice, it reminds me of like Aaron Neville with auto tune, kind of. When I uh, retrograde, like the part when he goes really high at the end, it's yeah. just like a real Marvin Gaye thing. To me. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's uh, everything I heard. I feel you. Yeah. Um, when you're in writing mode, do you find yourself avoiding listening to other rap music so as not to be influenced by it? Is mm. that like is that? Is, I don't. You know, that doesn't that no. doesn't cross me because I don't, I'm not really too much affected by music that like. Uh, it just it just depends. It just depends on what it is. Yeah. But no, nah, I don't think other rap music affects like what I'm about to say. Right. What kind of other like alt music like James Blake are you into? Uh you have pretty eclectic tastes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certain but it goes from eclectic to like ratchet, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Real fast. Right. Uh I like you know what I'm saying, like I said, Little Dragon. Mm-hmm. I like uh Hiatus Coyote, they're dope as hell. Mm-hmm. They're Australian, right? Or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. They're I don't know where maybe they're I don't Australian. know. Australian. They're yeah. definitely Australian. Napalm is, yeah. Yeah. Who else? Um, I'm big on D'Angelo. Oh yeah, I used yeah. to like like I just got into his stuff like as of recently and yeah. stuff like that. And Legend. Yeah, I just like people who pin like it's crazy. Yeah. Like, like the Smokey Robinson. Just like I used to like listen to stuff that people that we know like wrote for other people just because like they mindset just fucks me up. I kind of like great writers. Right. Yeah. Um. Do you still? Do you ever? Do you still toy with writing that's not rap music? Like, do you just yeah. fuck with regular prose? No, nah, I try to... Uh, you said, Hold on, you said, do I still what? Like, just write to write. Like, that's not raps. Yeah, Like, yeah. stories or whatnot. Definitely. Or fiction. Just, yeah, yeah, just like a diary type situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely just write really? stuff sometimes. Yeah. But not like my day was like this, dude. Right, right. It'd right. just be like, you Thoughts. know what I'm saying? Fuck something or something. Yeah. It'd turn to a rap usually, though. You gonna write a book when you're done rapping? Probably got close to a book right now really yeah i just stay pending like i just yeah. have a lot of stuff going on in my mind so a lot of stuff i want to express so nice man. i stay writing what do you do for fun out in atlanta other than rap or is it pretty much just all uh it's, it's music is fun to me but uh, it's my weed yeah you know what i'm saying niggas niggas give my uh we play ball and shit niggas play basketball just trying to stay trying to stay active and shit yeah yeah well, so have you been on tour yet? Uh, yeah, I went on a couple tours with Earth Gang. Um, I went on the Absol tour that they went. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. that one. And yeah. then I went on tour with Pell. Oh, Pell's up Pell on here. Yeah, we love tour. we love Pell. He's a good dude. Him and Nolan, we or not Nolan. Uh, <gasps> Nolan's amazing though. He's yeah, yeah, he yeah, yeah. Um, um, and Omen from Dreamville. I went on a four city tour with him. Right. Okay. Um. So, are you going out again soon or no? Uh, we're working on it right now. I feel like it's it's probably, it's, go, it's gonna be a good one. I can't. Do you like right touring? Now. Yeah, that's the best part of it because I love is? performing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's good that you like that because I feel like you're gonna be doing a lot of it, man. Yeah, hopefully. Hell man. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, shit. Well, Tell the people where they can find you online. Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at jidsv on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram jidsv. Snapchat J I D S V. 
It's all the same. Same with Facebook. Nice. Yep. Uh, does is JID stand for something? Uh, it's just a nickname. My my granny when I was a baby, I just like move around real fast yeah. and shit. Just be all active. So she used to call me Jittery. Uh, so I was just like, all right, it could be JIDD or JID. And sometimes it's an acronym. Like sometimes I throw it in and give like different meanings to it. But it really just stands for Jittery. Like on some grandma. Like right. she just laughs that. That's my rap name. She still she likes calling me that now. Nice. Yeah, just indescribably deep. No? Yeah. I just came up with that acronym. I, I was looking at Bang. the acronyms on the internet. It's just some crazy shit that JIT stands for. Like, really? Yeah, it's crazy. Like, one of them is like Journal of Diseases. Journal and Diseases. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, it was some weird shit. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. Um, all right, well, you got a project coming out soon. Yeah. You're in LA and you're heading home soon. Yeah. People can find you in Atlanta playing shows. Yeah, or wherever. I got a show in, in Canada coming up soon. Ooh, in Canada? Where at? Yeah, like September 11th. Well, August, September. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are you coming back down for that big um, festival thing out here? Probably. Uh, yeah, and so I think I feel like Earth Gang's on it. Maybe not. Yeah. Um, anyhow. All right. Well, fuck. Yeah, look for Jid online. J-I-D. Sorry, yeah. I just said your name wrong. Like an all asshole. Good, bro. It's all good. My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition. You can find me online at It's Intuition. You can fo- follow my man, Ben Shin, behind the boards, making the shit sound buttery, at I Am Database, based with two S's. You can follow us on YouTube by subscribing to youtube.com slash kind of neat, where you are going to see J.I.D. perform. What song are you going to play with? Never. Play Never, yeah. bang, bang. And um, you are going to be the first rapper that we've recorded performing on the new SSL that Daddy Kev got. Shout out to Kev for that. Uh, remember to subscribe to Kind of Neat on the podcast app. Download that shit. Search for it. Subscribe. Leave a five-star rating. Leave a comment. Tell us who you want to see on the show. And don't forget to go to patreon.com slash kind of neat where you can pledge a dollar per episode if this is part of your weekly routine if it's not and this is your first time listening because you're here to check out jid then you don't have to give us any money but if you stick around for future episodes you should do that uh anyhow that was jid my name is lee and this was kind of neat